This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. I've been having a fucking hellacious week. All I want to do is bitch, moan, and complain about my life, uh, audio issues. I'm having uh, a lot of audio issues. I'm having a lot of uh, basic bitch white people problems. Uh, here I am going to be like, uh, my podcast, uh, yeah, I... I can't get my podcast to record properly, which I really can't. I, I've given up. This is the best it's going to get. This is the best it gets this week. Uh, I, I'm sorry in advance if this uh, audio quality is shit. It probably is garbage, and there's nothing I can really do about it anymore. I'm throwing my hands up. I'm giving up. I'm leaving it to the producers to figure it out at this point. Sorry, guys. I give up. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say about it, but it's been really, really, really fucking annoying. Um, anyway, you know what else is annoying? Dating. Dating has been incredibly annoying lately. Um, I was dating this girl. I, I, I mean, I, I can't even say I was dating her. That's the, the craziest part. I've been talking to a person for about three months and... Three months, and we've only gone on two dates. It, it was an absolute, I mean, I couldn't think of a bigger waste of time than what the past three months of this, with this person has been. Um, you know, I normally don't like to uh, attack somebody. That's a lie. Okay. I normally attack people, but I usually attack them for things that, like, you know, Everybody can kind of get behind, but this one, it's not, no, no one's going to want to be on my side now because, uh, what happened was when me and this girl first started talking, um, unfortunately and tragically, of course, uh, her mother passed away and that's very sad. Uh, I love my mom and I know, uh, you know, I've spoken glowingly about her on this podcast. My mom is a great lady and I, God forbid something happened to her. You know, I, I would be devastated. And I can only imagine what this poor uh, young woman that I was uh, fortunate or I guess in some, I guess unfortunate 
to meet on the internet dating, the online dating things, uh, I can only imagine what she was going through, the pain, the suffering, and all of that. But, um, yeah, where, where I get frustrated isn't that, like, she was sad about her mom and obviously was going through a lot of stress and depression and sadness over it because it's hard enough to lose a family member, but what a lot of people don't understand is that when you do lose a family member, I mean, I guess I should say a lot of young people, older people get it. When you've had a few deaths in the family, especially people that, you know, died when you're supposed to die. Uh, what I mean by that is, like, you know, you're not supposed to die when you're when you're 22. You're supposed to die when you're, like, 84. You know, when someone dies in their 80s, you don't go, oh, my God, uh, what a tragedy. It's, it's more so, like, oh, okay, like, that sucks. It sucks because it sucks when anyone dies, but if you're being real, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious that this happens to everybody. Um... I can't stand the fucking humming in my ear. This is going to be such a hard podcast to get through. But I, I can't do anything about it. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, so basically, at first, I was very sympathetic. You know, I, I was sympathetic and, you know, empathetic. I, I uh, tried to put myself in her shoes and... I tried to be as comforting and kind and sweet as I can be. Like, not just because I wanted to get brownie points because I, I, you know, I was hoping that I could bang this broad. Which, which I mean, I'm, I'm not going to run from that. You know, I'm not going to be like, I wasn't my intention. That was my intention when I first started talking to her. Why wouldn't it have been my intention? And, you know, after her mom died, her mom wanted her to live. You know, her mom wanted her to enjoy her life. She didn't want her to spend her days crying away in misery. So why not, you know, have sex with the fat guy? Anyway, so this is so bad. This is such a bad. I don't know what's worse, my take on this whole situation or this horrific humming noise that will not cease and I don't know how to make it end. The horror, the horror, the horror. Anyway, um... Yeah, so the mom dies. It's very sad. Um, I'm trying to be the good guy. I'm trying to be the good shepherd, you know. And, you know, it's fine for a little while. And it's, it's to like, as far as the mother issues, even three months into it, it was okay. But the problem was that it wasn't just the mom, you know. It started with the mom, and there was just a long series of wahs along the way. Every other day was a new reason to go wah. Every other fucking day, there was something to just be like, it's so sad, and we could cry, oh, God. And it just started getting less and less and less. Like, she, she opened on her closer, you know what I mean? Like, it's a horrible... <laughs> She opened on her closer, like, your mom dies, that is about as sad as it gets, you know, I mean, because even when your dad dies, um, you know, dads are, you know, it's a little more of an alpha male, tough guy thing, where it's like, 
hey, dad had a good run. You know, dad would, you know, dad would want me to stand tall. That type of thing. When mom goes, everybody weeps. And the, the toughest of tough guys break down when mom goes. So I'm just saying she started with that and then she just started, everything started getting less and less and less. And I was like, I had a fight with my sister. It's like, okay. Uh, there was some trouble with like a flight to go down to mom's house. And okay, airline flight. All right, I get it. That's sad. That sucks. It's annoying. But the last thing, it got all the way down to her dentist. She literally, it got down to the dentist. That was the last straw for me. That's when I was like, okay, I am burning this fucking bridge to the ground because I am done taking in the nonstop misery and sadness that is this girl's life. I cannot fix her. I cannot make her happy. Nothing will make her happy. Please just, I have to get, I had to get away. Two dates. That's the other thing too. I was not, I was a fucking, I was patience. Like the definition of patient. I couldn't have been less fucking, you know, interface, like shove it down. You know, I know dudes and I know plenty of them that wouldn't have given a flying fuck to still send, like, they would have said, like, hey, my mom died, and then they would have been like, this will cheer you up, dick pick. You know what I mean? Like, I know those guys. Those guys exist, and um, they're horror shows, and I was not that. I was the furthest thing from that. I was the good shepherd. <laughs> and it really just finally got to me. When she was texting me about the dentist, because it start, it was first, it was like, she's like, you know, I have to go to the dentist today, and I'm scared. I hate the dentist. Like, you're 36. What do you mean you're scared? Like, I can understand when you're six. When you're six, you can be scared of the dentist. But when you're 36, you just have to realize that, like, okay, it's a little uncomfortable. It's annoying. They jam some metal shit in your mouth. You got to sit there with your mouth open all the time, the suction thing. But ultimately, it's the dentist, and it's not some madman with a fucking butcher's knife just trying to fucking <laughs> cut your fucking teeth out by the gum. You know, I don't know what the fuck you're possibly scared of. So, I, I, you know, I'm still trying to be, like, nice and comforting. I'm like, hey, it's going to be all right. You're like, you know, dentist, routine checkup, blah, blah, blah. You'll be okay. You'll be fine. Just try to just, you know, get it over with. Just, you know, swallow the bullet, bite down, just fucking, you know, count down the minutes and it'll be over sooner than you think. Then she gets to the dentist and now she's at the dentist. And she starts texting. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. The dentist is having a cardiac issue. The dentist is having a heart attack. I think my dentist is going to die. I can't believe this. Oh, my God, I'm so distraught. I, it, at that point, I, I couldn't give a fuck anymore. 
Three months, guys. Three months of just nonstop misery texts. It was like literally, how do I just find somebody to just take the wind completely out of my sails and ruin my day and make me feel as shitty as humanly possible with just the horror shows of life every chance she got? That's what this girl was. And, you know, I'm kind of happy that she picked up the bar tab on the first date. That was nice because I'm glad that I don't have to pick up another check or speak to her ever again. I, uh, you know, it's sad. Moms die, but, you know, uh, I mean, the dentist, I'm just saying the dentist. We were, you're going to be sad about your dentist now. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you, you're you just grasping at stuff. Like, where were we going next? The mailman has a hangnail. Where else were we going? Oh, I went to the bakery, and uh, the, baker, the baker burned himself. I felt so bad. Oh, oh, my God, the poor baker. Like, I mean, what else? Where else do you go? Where do you go after you're getting upset about your dentist? And I don't want the dentist to die. I hope the dentist was fine. I think I think the dentist was fine. Cause she said that like they 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 called an ambulance, but he ended up not leaving in the ambulance. He finished the appointment, so it couldn't have been that much of a fucking cardiac issue. But that's the thing too. She didn't say heart attack. She said cardiac issue. So it sounds like some bullshit. It sounds like the dentist had a moment where he thought he was having a heart attack but he was actually wrong, and maybe he just had indigestion, ate some bad Chinese or something the night before. Who the fuck knows? I even attempted to make a joke. At, like, I tried to make her laugh in the, in the middle of this because I, I had a, a doctor office issue one time where I went to my eye doctor and when I went to the eye doctor, uh, I was doing the thing where they show you the different lenses and you got to go better or worse, right? So it's like, you know, better or worse, better or like this one, that one, this one, that one, better or worse, better or worse. And like, you know, so the whole time we're going through it, the doctor, the eye doctor lets out not just any like a silent but deadly fart. No. He lets out a fucking humongous, like, life-changing, atom bomb, loud, crescendo, fucking blaring, obnoxious fart. I mean, this guy didn't try to pinch the cheeks back or hold anything back. He was like, I'm farting. And there's nothing that can stop it. It was a runaway freight train fart of the most epic proportions. So I'm describing this fart to her. Try to, again, just trying to lighten the mood. Trying to, let's forget about the dentist for a second and laugh at the eye doctor who farted in front of me. So he lets out, like, I, like I'm telling you, loud as can be. Like one of the heavy, heavy fart. 
loud and it felt like an eternity. And then it stunk. I mean, normally really loud ones like that, they don't have like a very long lingering scent. This one was so loud and so fucking stinky. It would have cleared out. I mean, you could have you could have cleared out an entire high school. They would have set off the fire alarm. O2 alarms should have been going off inside the building. You know what I mean? Like it was out of control. And he still and he pretended like nothing happened and he go he just goes better or worse. And I <laughs> I said, "Doc, Definitely worse. And that's a funny story. Who doesn't enjoy a funny fart story like that? And she was like, you know, Mike, I just can't really make jokes about what's going on right now because a man's life is on the line. And that's when I was like, okay, we're done here. So I was just like, you wanna you wanna call quits? Like I just basically at that point like asked. I was like, you don't wanna keep doing this, do you? She was like, actually, I don't think I wanna be in a relationship with you, to be completely honest. And I went, K, that's it. One letter. K. K, if you don't think that fart story is funny, if you don't see the humor in a loud, stinky, obnoxious-sounding fart while the doctor is asking me straight up better or worse. And then I, I, I actually, and i not tooting my own horn here, not tooting the doctor's farts here. <laughs> I actually told him worse. I really told the doctor worse. And I thought, I, he didn't laugh either, by the way. The doctor didn't find that, the eye doctor didn't find that funny. He should have, because he was the one that farted. And, and I mean, there was no hiding it. Like, we both knew he farted, and it was a raunchy, over-the-top fart. Like, like, dude, if you're going to fart like that in front of another guy, you know, I mean, you should expect, like, a, um, like a level of, like, just, I guess, you know, like, joking to be, like, this should be a understanding. Like, that's like a, it's kind of letting somebody into your world a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, farting like that in front of somebody is kind of like confiding in them. You know, it's a very personal thing. Like, you have opened up. Like, the doctor farting in front of me like that was basically like this girl telling me about her dead mother. You know what I mean? Like, you're opening up a very, very personal side of your life. And um, I just don't understand how neither had a sense of humor about it. So, I mean, good riddance, right? I mean, the, the, I'm better off. I already feel better. You know, I don't need to get text messages about misery every day. I understand, you know, so, so sometimes life happens. It happens to all of us. People die. Sad things happen. We just have bad days sometimes. I mean, I've been having... A really bad day. My audio issues are through the roof. 
But I, you know, I, I persevered. I got through it. I didn't allow it to ruin my life. And, you know, I just make it a big old whine and complain fest. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, woe is me. You know what I mean? I didn't cry after the doctor farted in front of me. I didn't text somebody, is the doctor farted and it was horrible? The fucking dentist. I mean, how do you... I mean, she, she thought the dentist... She was scared of the dentist. Now, all of a sudden, she's worried about the dentist's health. She's like, I went next door to try to find him... Uh, the, what's the fuck? Uh, aspirin? She went, like, knocking on different offices' doors to find aspirin. The, like, oh, yeah, you really... You really saved the dentist, didn't you, sweetheart? You were, uh, you were very integral. Good thing, you know, you were there. It was, you know, obviously you were the most medically qualified to help considering you're 36 and you, you still get the, the, the hoobie, I don't know, hoobie, what the fuck was that? What the fuck? You still get all shooken up by the dentist. So, yeah, that's that's my online dating life of late. And I'm glad it's over. I was glad. There's something sick about me, too, that I, the minute she, like, the minute she didn't find the, the joke, the fart joke about the eye doctor funny, and I, I had made the decision that it was over, I was like, oh, this is a good bit. We'll put this on the pod. We'll get this out there to the people. Uh, it's like, that's kind of fucked up that you really... You really looked at the the death of this whatever relationship. I wouldn't call it much of a relationship at all. Literally, it lasted more months than there were dates. There were two dates, and it went it expanded three months. God, there was a lot of boring, miserable texting along the way. But yeah, there's something wrong with me. I guess I guess there's a little. Maybe I should do some silent self-reflection, but. I can't because I can't get the fucking humming noise in my ear to go away. I got audio issues. Oh, your mom died? Well, I got audio issues over here. It's horrible. Here's another thing that's been getting me lately with the online dating. Um, I'm getting a little tired of this. I've been seeing a lot of these, they call them ENM. I, I sound like an old man. ENM, ethical... Ethically non-monogamous. It's uh, these couples that want to go on and they want to they want to find somebody else to fuck, you know. And they and that's that's cool, I guess. You know, you nobody has to live by monogamy. I, I don't care about that. That's fine. Do whatever you want, you know. Fuck, fuck whoever, you know, whatever. I I, I don't care. I don't give a shit. But like. I just can't help but what bothers me is, like, why are you on a dating website that's meant for single people? If if couples that want to fuck random strangers want to find people to fuck, how would they find their own shit, okay? These dating websites are for single losers like me to find these empty relationships that lead to nowhere that leave us more alone than we were when we began. That's what these websites are for. That's what these apps are for. 
Stay the fuck off our dating websites and our dating apps. You know, just get out of here. Go create your own. Go create fucking happy couple wants to fuck somebody else.com and do it there. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm a little tired of it. Because then you got to look through their pictures and it's like they always post pictures of the, each other together. You know, it's like, look how happy we are. Like, no, this isn't a site for happy people. This is a site for a bunch of sad individuals who cannot connect uh, with anybody in the real world at, you know, in person. So this is the best alternative we have is to post a bunch of pictures and a shitty biography that doesn't really accurately describe ourselves at all. And th this is how we meet people. Get the fuck off our website. It's not yours. It's ours. It's rude. I'm a little tired of it. It's, a very, it's very rude. It's, you know, I just, you know, can't couples, just, like, the, do married people and happy dating couples have to be involved in everything? Can single people just have something that belongs to us? And that's what I, th the dating apps were that, you know, that's what we get. It's one of the few things, it's one of the few perks. You get the tax benefits, you get the comfort of someone, you know, to take care of you when you start shitting your pants when you're older. We don't have that. So how about you stay the fuck off of our dating apps, you fucking ethically non-monogamous. Whatever. What's that sound you hear? It's the sound of terrible audio. That's right. Terrible audio, but the soothing sound of my voice. It is another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast, and you're listening to it right now. Isn't it exciting? Isn't it great? It's the best thing that's happened in your life. So why wouldn't you want it to be the best thing that happened to everybody else's life? So reach out to a friend. Reach out to a family member. You tell them. You go, listen up. You subscribe, you rate, you review, you follow the Instagram at a total degenerate podcast on the Instagram. All sorts of great stuff going on on there. Um, yeah, so get on it. Don't be a fucking coward. Don't be a loser. Don't be a bum. Don't just fucking live your life um, regretting. You know, I mean, you don't really, is that how you want to live your life? You want to live your life full of regret? You want to be on that, you know, in that hospice later on when they're counting it down, they're giving you that big old satchel full of heroin before they, before you kick the bucket and you want to sit back and think, if only I subscribed, rated, and reviewed to the greatest podcast ever created, I would feel a lot better about going into that light but instead I am going to leave this planet and I won't have you know that feeling of being a part of something I won't feel like I did the right thing with my life that I wasn't subscribed to a total degenerate podcast it won't be that I stopped talking to my son at an early age because of a dumb fight no 
That won't be the regret you have. This will be it. So subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends. Start to get on board the sensation, the echoey humming sensation. That is a total degenerate podcast. And for those that have already done it, as always, thank you. I um I woke up today and I had a nice uh a nice argument uh with my buddy who decided to uh decided to start in on me about gun stuff cuz you know that's what you do every time somebody gets shot now in America the important thing to do is text somebody to text somebody you disagree with and attack them on their views that's what's really important that's the uh, foundation of this country is to uh, look at tragedies and find a reason to uh, assault your friend verbally over whatever they thought may, may have may or not said in the past about uh, gun rights. So, I mean, I'll, I'll get into it, I guess, a little bit real quick and just make it, you know, uh, very clear that I, I'm not one of these guys that's like, we got to take away everyone's guns. Like, I, I don't know. I, I never really met anybody that's like, we got to take away everybody's guns. That's the thing that gets me the most fucking worked up about this shit is I've never said that, nor has anybody that I really uh, listen to and respect said it. But anytime it's just like, hey, maybe we shouldn't let, like, mentally unstable chemically dependent felons uh, have access to assault rifles. It turns into a, let me tell you about that. And I, I don't, I don't even have the energy for it anymore, man. I don't, I can't go back at it anymore. I just uh, can't help but feel that like, you're never going to solve these problems because unfortunately the solutions are too nuanced. If you ask me, like, you need a combination of legislation as well as like other preventative protective measures to the schools or whatever. You know, I'm I again, like you need you need a, a, a cohesive effort on a, on many fronts. And unfortunately, cohesive efforts are not what we do anymore in this country. We're not about like, you know, solving a problem just because it benefits all Americans like. You know, it, it used to be like we would see something like, you know, I hate to sound like every Republican politician ever, but I'm going to for a second. Like, I just think back to like 9-11 and how after the terrorist attack, like we saw that like there were these two monumental buildings that have crumbled and people's loved ones were, their bodies were inside and we needed to find, you know, uh, we needed to find the remains and try to do the right thing and get all the, you know, identify people and do all that stuff. And we needed to help all the first responders down there dealing with this mess. And, you know, people started, you know, there was food drives. And I remember, like, driving to a radio station with my parents and we dropped off a bunch of cases of water and shit, like, you know, you just tried to do what you could to, to help out the cause. You know, same thing like after uh, Hurricane Sandy, you know. 
everybody in the neighborhood kind of looked out for each other, helped each other out the best way you could because everybody was impacted by it. Everybody had felt uh, that they needed the, uh, uh, you know, needed some help. They needed some, my phone to stop going off and beeping. Um, everybody, you know, everybody had felt the impact of these things, you know, and you would have thought that, uh, you know, every year kids getting shot in the face would actually impact us. But we're no longer impacted by, like, reality. We're much more impacted by the talking heads and their realities. You know, separate realities that uh, we want to either embrace or we want to get mad at. Um, instead of just, like, seeing, like, hey, kids are getting shot every, every day. Um, maybe we can do something about it. Uh, maybe, you know... I don't know. What the fuck solutions do I have? But I, all I do know is I'm tired of getting bitched at about it. I'm tired of getting fucking paragraph-long texts. Ever. Like, that's what's actually happened. Those are the beeps that you were probably hearing along with the obnoxious humming noise that won't end and won't cease. Uh, yeah, you get what I'm trying to say here is nobody wants to have reasonable conversations about anything anymore. Everybody just wants to have an, uh, an unreasonable conversation. Everybody wants to move the goalposts, so to speak, and be like, well, well what would you do if Bin Laden came to your school? Like, what are you going to do then, huh? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I'm tired. I actually started walking again this morning, and I've been up since 7.30 in the morning. And I haven't even gotten the fucking work yet, and I'm already exhausted. It's been a very taxing week and a half on my mental state as well as my physical body. Um, trying to get healthier and, you know, work and eat better and stuff. Work out, I should say. Not really work out. I just, I just walk, you know. I don't really, I don't want to become one of those gym guys. I always fear that, you know. I always fear... That if I get too in, like, I always feared that. It's pretty funny. It's, it's already pretty funny. It's like, oh, yeah? You always feared that, Mike? That's your biggest fear? That's why you've eaten fast food most of your life and Doritos all the time? Because you feared becoming a gym guy? Uh, it, no, but of course not. But nevertheless... There is a fear of becoming the gym guy in the sense that, like, I can't stand the gym guy. I can't stand the guy who needs to let you know that he goes to the gym every fucking day. I can't stand the guy that, like, shows up with his protein shake to everything. No matter where they, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you're going, they always have that fucking big obnoxious thing, maybe a big obnoxious water bottle to go with it. They got to let you know what they, you know, today was legs day. Like, oh, great. Awesome. Like, it's an important thing to try to exercise to get healthy and stay healthy. But there's also something about mental health that should kick in where it's not healthy to um, constantly uh, boast and brag and act like you're better than people 
all because you uh, spent an hour at the gym that day and maybe somebody else didn't have that type of time. Maybe, uh, you know, the mother of three, that's fucking husband is at work all day and she's got to take care of the kids. Maybe she didn't have time, you know, with her busy schedule to go fucking get her reps in. Or, you know, maybe some guy who's, you know, you know, he's working fucking two jobs to try to take care of his kids, or maybe he's the stay-at-home dad. Maybe he didn't have time. People don't have time all the, you know, people don't have time all the time. Is really, Whatever. I'm just kind of babbling like an idiot at this point. Anyway, I'm going to plug some shit. Uh, let's plug stuff. Okay, so I got a bunch of shows coming up. Um, let's go through them, right, shall we? Okay, Saturday, April 1st. Smithtown, Katie's, 7 o'clock. I'm the feature. I don't know what that means. I guess that means I get a little more time. I I, I guess so. So if you want to come out to that, you should. Uh, you should. It's fun. It's going to be a good time. Uh, 7 o'clock, Saturday night, April 1st. A- April's Fool's Day. No, don't worry. It's not a joke. The show is really happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, April 1st, Saturday uh, I'll, I'll be there. I will be telling jokes. Then we uh, fast forward to May 13th. McGuire's Comedy Club, Saturday night, 9.30. The Late Show. Uh, I will be there with a bunch of other very, very funny comics. I'm very much looking forward to that one. Uh, McGuire's, the greatest comedy club ever set behind an Applebee's. Uh, it's... It's going to be a fun one. A lot of really funny acts on there. Uh, looking forward to that. That's May 13th. Uh, I will post a link on my Instagram for where you can buy tickets for that uh, soon enough. I'm, I think Actually, I think he sent me the link today, so I should be able to do that today. But nevertheless, so April 1st, this coming Saturday, May 13th, a month from now, Saturdays. And then we jump ahead. June 9th, Governor's Comedy Club, Friday, Levittown. Your boy is coming to Nassau. I'm leaving Suffolk County, taking the big trip. So all my Nassau people and people that live in the city, this may be more convenient for you. Come on out. Governor's Comedy Club, June 9th. I believe that's an 8 o'clock show. So there you go. There's the three shows I got lined up right now. Of course... You could stop by the old open mic that I'm now running, uh, Scotty's Pub, Thursday nights, 8, eight o'clock uh, sign up for comics that want to do time, and 8.30 show start, and you can hear me scream into a microphone there. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's been a lot of fun. We've actually only, we've been doing it now for two weeks, and the turnout's been good. Uh, my dude, Kevin Bowman, uh, at... Nobody on here knows Kevin, but you should know Kevin because he's funny and he's a nice guy. And he wouldn't look it. You wouldn't think it. But Kevin's actually a vegan. I mean, I, I feel bad for this poor guy because, I mean, he already he, he has a drug and drinking problem, so he had to give that stuff up. And then his doctor told him he was fucking going to drop that of a heart attack, so then he started eating like a vegetarian. So now he basically just eats lettuce all day. And drinks water, and now he's telling jokes, and 
Whatever. So now he's going to try to bring us some vegetarian food or some shit. Vegan food. Tells us that we're not going to notice the difference. I'm sure I will. But nevertheless, it's a nice gesture of him. So there'll be food at this upcoming mic. If you're a poor comedian that doesn't have much. You know, if you're bas- I mean, most comedians are basically homeless people. You know, we, it, it's homeless people that are allowed to talk into a microphone. That's really all a comedian really is. And, um, you know, so there'll be some sort of food. I don't know what exactly what he's making. He just said, wait till you see what I make. You, nobody's going to guess. So, uh, yeah, he's making some food. Uh, that'll be fun. Every Thursday night down there, Scotty's Pub, uh, the brand new open mic spot that I'm doing. Uh, and then we got April 1st. That's this Saturday, Katie Smithtown. Come out to that, 7 o'clock. May 13th, June 9th. The, we'll, we'll plug those again later. But, you know, you get the idea here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shill for myself. And I apologize for the lack of mic, uh, lack of mic, lack of uh, podcast last week. I'm a failure. I suck at troubleshooting audio issues, as you probably can tell from this entire episode. But we're going to be back on track. I, ne- I needed to change up my recording schedule. I need to change up some things. Work has been a hectic bitch. Every fucking day is a new nightmare. I've been on the phone yelling at Optimum people uh, every day because uh, internet sucks and everything sucks and the online dating sucks and this podcast probably sucked and uh, gun violence sucks, but let's give everybody a gun. That's actually, that's, that's the best. I didn't even read his text yet. <laughs> we'll wrap up on this, but. He actually just said it would be better off if every if everybody had a gun. Like what? Instead of six dead in Nashville, it would have been sixty. What do you mean if everybody had a gun? Not, you know. Yeah. I, again, I I know I'm a I'm a liberal cunt because I don't think we should just give give the kids guns. Give the hey, you're 13. It's time to learn to shoot. Your classmates might get, you You know that kid you made fun of last week in gym class because he couldn't catch the ball? He's coming back with a vengeance now. You got to be ready to pump him full of lead before he pumps you full of lead. Kill or be killed. That's the lesson we got to teach today's youth. Kill or be killed. Shoot first, ask questions later. Hey, you know, I mean, listen, he was wearing a lot of dark clothing, and I think he listened to Marilyn Manson. He he must have been in love with the fucking trench coat mafia. I had to light him up. Had no choice. <laughs> Kill or be killed. All right, well, anyway, that's enough of me for this week. Later. <laughs>